Welcome to the Saved Girl Podcast with your host, Ann and co-host, Jay Love and Kenya. The Saved Girl Podcast is a judgment-free space where all can share their truth. We discuss everyday living and doing life the saved way. We want to help all believers accept their journey, own it, and grow in it. We do not profess to be perfect believers, but we do profess that Jesus is Lord and we live life as such. Back. I'm back. I'm back. Like you never laugh. It's all good. It's all good. I must have got the magic jack over here or something. I don't know what the magic jack is. Not the magic jack. You got a cricket phone or something, right? Not too much on cricket now. Not too much on cricket. <laughs> Go ahead, Pastor. Introduce yourself and then we'll introduce the topic and get started with the discussion. Okay. Uh, my name is Jerry Williams, pastor of the New Direction Christian Church, father of Madison and Gabby, husband of Jonelle Williams of 19 years. Yes. I'm just blessed to be here. So proud of you all. Keep up the yes. great work, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. So J-Love did introduce all of us, but I am K-N or formerly or known as Christina. Jackie is J-N and then we got Kenya in the corner. And tonight we're going to be talking about the battle of the opposite sex. So for the last couple of months, we've been giving our insight and input on um, dating the same way and coming into relationships the same way and talking about the things we wish we would have known yes. before we got out here in this dating mm. world. Um, mm. But And the things that we've learned, our experiences, um, our trials, our ups and our downs. So we just kind of wanted to... Uh, dig in and kind of get um, the saved guys <laughs> response to some of the things that we talked about. And that's where you came in, Pastor. Who <laughs> with me? Who with me? All right. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. Again, we are asking if there's any gentleman in the, um, on the live to definitely tap in in the comment section. I'm going to try my best to multitask and facilitate yeah. and check the comments. But my homegirl's got my back if I miss something. And then we got, hey, mom. My mom just All right. Me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we go. Our first um, topic of discussion tonight is, oh, you're right. Thank you. See, that's why my homegirl's got my back. All right. Here we go. <laughs> We are going to go before the Lord. So, dear God, we come to say thank you. We thank you, God, for another chance of fellowship, God. We ask that you be in the midst of our conversation, Lord, and we ask that something that is said tonight um, uplifts, inspires, encourages, and helps for all of us to be a better uh, representative of you and Christ-like individuals. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. And we thank God. Amen. All right. Now, now, now we go. <laughs> so, our first topic for discussion tonight is friend zone. And the subtopic is, what is it like being friends with the opposite sex, friends, like actual friends, and then how do you distinguish whether you are just a friend with somebody or interested in somebody? And I think when Jackie and I talked, I'll start, when Jackie and I talked about this uh, the other day, we talked about how sometimes we allow the word friend zone to, look at, to be looked at as negative when it's not, because that's where all relationships should start with the foundation of friendship. So, um, and Jackie, don't let me speak for you, but I think that when you're establishing or meeting somebody, especially when you don't know anything about the other person, being able to establish that friendship foundation first is a good foundation 
foundation to have and then you kind of build off on that but i noticed that in society nowadays when somebody says oh i was friend zone that was like that's like a negative like oh i was friend zone that mean i wasn't it and sometimes that plays a part in our like our our value of ourselves or our view of ourselves because we think that when we hear friend zone we don't think that we might be enough we don't think that we might be uh, of value to that individual when it's not always the case mm-hmm. so y'all tap in friend zone and what y'all thinking <laughs> well I, i'll hop in right behind that thing because <laughs> what we did uh, discuss this as being a negative connotation and it isn't as she's already stated um because <laughs> like she's all she pretty much summed up um, our conversation overall. We look at it as a threat, our friendship. Like, well, if I, it's either I, if I want you, um, I want to, you know, do everything that I can to make sure that we'll, you know, we'll be together or what have you. But I don't want, no one really wants to hear that they've been friends on for someone that they liked, right? Yeah. But again, okay. it's the establishing of our relationship. Like, hey, we can do this and still be friends, right? And we even discussed, uh, because as some of you already know it's been announced it's no secret right that i have the lens of being one who was once married one who was divorced one who was single and i enjoyed every role amen <laughs> okay so i want i didn't label myself oh well i'm just a divorcee no and that was the end all be all no because also i also came to understand that marriage isn't always in this context it is right but sometimes we think that marriage is the only goal in life that we can have and it, it is not it at all it's so much more to it we under, we as christians understand that marriage isn't just a dating situation it's not just to be with someone but it's a ministry within in of, of itself right and so with that comes so much more honor and significance to what your friendship and what your relationship has already um warranted right just from it flowing right but we look at friendships being perceived as a threat well why is that right when as friends where we don't have any weight of oh that's my boyfriend that's my husband that's my wife when that weight is not on there like that you it's much easier to be yourself sometimes right mm-hmm. um coming out of that i think we were talking about christy and i kenya wasn't on the call because she was under the bed i was but when we were discussing this, I brought up my marriage and this and how that although we had to go through our divorce and all that, we are such good friends now. We were when we before we got together and actually established our relationship, but even more so thereafter because we were able to see ourselves um, apart from one another, but understand what work we did bring to the table when we were in. We didn't hold ourselves to a failed marriage, yeah. right? Some things happen and they run their course and you have to accept that, acknowledge the wrongdoings if there were any, but the greatest of these things was love. And so we honor what we did have and committed to there, um, thereafter. So. Awesome. Awesome. I would say mine is going to be really short. I think what I personally hate about the friend zone and I'm learning because you know I'm coming into my singleness is that uh, I want it to happen quickly i want relationships to happen i want the happily ever after so when i used to hear friends well not those words i guess ideally but when i used to hear or feel like okay this is just gonna be my friend i just felt ultimate rejection nobody wants to feel rejection nobody wants to feel hurt but as i explore who i am in christ now 
I understand that taking it slow is necessary. So, I mean, friend zone should be just like singleness. We should like change the narrative about it and understand that there are positive, there's positivity that comes from being in the friend zone. Amen. I would add to that, that um, oftentimes friend zoned people actually make the best husbands and wives but but they're so, so often overlooked and a, a largely in part because so many people are attracted to the wrong things mm. lord have mercy you know what i'm saying so we should find kindness sexy we should find humility attractive um, we should find generosity and gentleness and faithfulness we should find that sexy but instead we find you know, it muscle sexy and, and, and shape sexy and, and height sexy and, and certain complexion sexy and certain sizes sexy. And uh, we're looking at the wrong things. But once I think if we re, if we're looking at it from God's perspective, then I think a lot of the people we friend zone, oftentimes we missed out on on mm-hmm. what we have been praying for. Mm-hmm. And I think we got to be in prayer that we have the right desires, um, that our desires match his desires for us because um, and I'll add this too oftentimes and I tell my daughter this I tell my daughter this um, who's you know young I tell listen it's 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 safer to trust your heart or entrust your heart with someone who loves you more than you love them I know that may sound a little hurtful you know what I'm saying but the truth is but the truth is um, oftentimes those friend zone people are the same people that love you more and now you can trust them to be loyal you can trust them to not cheat you can trust them um with your heart you know that's what the bible says guard your heart right so you got to guard your heart with the right people and don't overlook neglect or ignore um some of those friend zone people yeah um david told me not to call him david but uh (laughs) deezy in the chat said that uh toxicity is normalized and i would agree i agree with you pastor i think um especially in my 20s uh i looked at like what you look like (laughs) i didn't think about like how do you treat me how do you talk to me um are you kind are you giving are you loyal are you faithful are you honest i just looked at you look good you smell good you dress nice you know but now that i'm i'm getting a little seasoned (laughs) but now that i'm getting a little seasoned like i look for things of like you know first off how if you have children what kind of father are you you know um are you a family person do you do you even talk to your mama and daddy do you do you have siblings you know are you uh do you you know come together with them like what kind of person are you as a whole versus Oh, you smell really good when we were walking past each other in the grocery store, you know, like, so you, you have to, when you mature, you make wiser decisions and you set forth, like you said, and you guard your heart to uh, make sure that you're looking for and desiring things that are going to be healthy for you. And also, and also we got to add to that the same rejection that we felt when we were friends on. Um, because they couldn't see past what they didn't want to see, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or what we didn't have. It has to be the same lens that we look out of so we don't place people in the friend zone that really don't deserve to be in the friend zone or reject the wrong people that are actually the right people for us. Right. And the truth is, life is going to present um, some things um, and some challenges that the bed can't fix. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that sexiness can't fix and that mm-hmm. sexual attraction can't fix. Yeah. And you're going to need someone 
that know how to pray, that know yeah. how to call on them, yeah. um, um, that that know how to get the Lord's yeah. attention, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything said, uh, friend zones are need because everything comes with time. You have to let it go if we rush stuff too much. You have to let it grow when we rush stuff too much. And I agree. I agree. I agree that we definitely try to move into, kind of like Kenya said, we want to move so fast. We want the happily ever after without getting to those steps. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I also think too, which kind of leads to the, the next conversation of like communication and making sure that that's established. Um, especially when you're building that friendship, like say that, like I want to establish a mutual friendship first before we explore anything else because I don't know you. I got to get to know you. And how else can I get to know you than becoming your friend? I think about our relationships with God. We don't, he created us, but we don't know him until we start to dive into his word, mm -hmm. until we start to spend time with him, until we start to um, allow him to speak yeah. to us and not always go to him. You know, so it's a two-way street. We got to give a little and take a little, you know, but we got to do the same thing when it comes to our earthly friendships and relationships. Amen. Mm -hmm. okay. Anything else, Oh, well, actually, it made me think of um, <laughs> this guy that I actually did friends on. Oh. And I, I totally forgot about it until, like, you know, us having this conversation right now, is that he actually did. He wanted more. We went to uh, we went to the middle school together, and we just kind of stayed friends throughout high school and even throughout college. And I remember, like, I would come home from school, and there was even a time he came and got me. And we would just hang out. And he wanted more, but I was shallow. Ooh, I was shallow. And it's funny, because I couldn't believe I was shallow, right? But there was um, something on his face that I didn't like. And so when I looked at his face, that was all I could see, right? <laughs> and so I didn't want him for that reason. Then it was like years later that although we were still good friends, too, because we were such good friends, I said I didn't want to miss that, right? We were at that point about 10 to 12 years of knowing one another and so but when i looked back at who he was and who he had always been he was a guy of real character like when his friends got you know ended up being in jail or whatever he stayed focused and he you know he went to school but he was still a supportive friend from the standpoint that he could be he was definitely a family guy still um very family oriented he had relationship with his mom not so much his dad but definitely with his mom but he was just a real stand-up guy super sweetheart he's considered to be a gentle giant and so years later i've seen he ended up getting married and went to the woman um that the person who he ended up married mary i went to pre-college with and i looked at it, i said that's a perfect fit so i was grateful that you know even though we didn't end up together that he ended up with someone who will actually understand and appreciate who he was as a man because he's always been like a man's man so he's really yeah. good really good and he's a great father now today and everything so yeah. Amen. You know, you know, I, I talk too much, so I'm gonna try to be polite here, right? No, you know? But um it's it's important to have of course physical attraction is important, so we don't want to neglect it, but we don't want to put it so much on a pedestal or high on a priority list that we overlook um spiritual attraction you got to over, mm -hmm. overlook that spiritual oneness so we're equally yoked that's what got solomon in trouble he had all these beautiful women mm -hmm. that 
wasn't as wise as him, didn't love his God, didn't worship like him. You know what I'm saying? And so it's so important that you just don't get somebody that looks great, but you can't conversate with, that you cannot mm -hmm. talk to. They're, they're, they're beautiful, but they're stupid, mm -hmm. right? And so, <laughs> and so right, and, and they got to be saved because the truth is we want the happily ever after. But get this, the majority, the only men, the majority of men that want to get married are saved men, period. Christian men want to get married. That's it for the most part. And then everybody else has to get dragged to the altar. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and pushed to the altar and, 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 and wrestled to the altar. You know what I'm saying? Because they're looking at it from a worldly perspective. Like, why should I marry you if the system is against me, if the government is against me, if I'm at to spare you split half and all of this stuff. But the Christian man is looking at it like, no, I'm trying to um, please God. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. <laughs> All right. So, what do you guys think about being in an exclusive relationship and then having friends that are of the opposite sex? Oh, y'all talked about this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you sick? You know. Well, I already know y'all gonna have something to say that's gonna oppose my views. But remember, I'm still putting my sleeves on one at a time with Christ. Okay. <laughs> that is on its way to marriage um friendships can happen i just do not i think there has to be some serious boundaries you know because like pastor said sometimes people take niceness for flirtation when really i'm or they're just being nice mm -hmm. so i guess to put me at ease and again i'm probably learning how to be confident in myself first um i i'm not comfortable with my significant other being too friendly with other women that's me amen so let, well, let me jump in here um, i think i think uh when it comes to when it comes to relationships and opposite sex friends the opposite sex friends have to be mutual have to be mutual you cannot have an individual friendship with a man that i don't that i'm not friends with that that i don't know and and vice versa or that's going to um spark some insecurity some jealousies some concerns some worries some questions some nervousness all of that um because y'all could be doing anything right mm -hmm. so you're gonna you're gonna have some unnecessary drama and trouble in your relationship when you got um um opposite sex friends that are not mutual mm -hmm. and, and i would go as far as if if they has don't like them no more then you got to cut them off too period even though mm -hmm. y'all still cool listen i i can't have this mm -hmm. i gotta sleep with him i gotta sleep with her you know i gotta go home where i can't yeah. so we don't have to cut that off we can talk at work or whatever but yeah. no phone calls or things of that nature you know yeah. what i'm saying so i think that's very important as far as that's that's what love looks like that's what respect looks like mm -hmm. and that's what boundaries look like too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i want to even add i'm sorry just one quick thing like even like as a respect thing i don't even like to be in the company of married men too long like especially as a single woman it just it just makes me feel really uncomfortable you know what i'm saying i don't even want people to be side at me or looking at me crazy so i, I mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and that's yeah. good too yeah. and that's good 
good too because friend zone people oftentimes turn to friends with benefits see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and and if you and bay going through that's when the friend zone person becomes the friend with a benefit because you, you're going through at that time and, and, and what have you and you need a, a quote-unquote a release right and so that is why it's important to have these boundaries it's less temptation that you have to mm-hmm. deal with less things you got to turn down mm-hmm. um yeah, I agree. I think once you're in an exclusive relationship, the friendship should be mutual. Um, and I also think in that that part where you're courting um, and getting to know each other, there should be some introductions of these said friends. Because what else are you hiding? Um, or why are you hiding these said friends? Um, so if they're your friends, introduce. We, hey, let's hang out. Um, but I agree that they have to be, we got to be mutual friends together. I also think that when you're in an exclusive relationship and um, you have a friend that is of the opposite sex, there is a boundary that you lay with that friend to say, okay, for, for me in that case, okay, friend, guy, like after nine o'clock, don't call me, like don't call over here because I'm taking care of home. And whatever we need to talk about, call me at eight o'clock in the morning tomorrow. You know, like there has to be some boundaries. Not eight o'clock. Eight o'clock tomorrow. <laughs> but I also have to stand to those boundaries too. Like I can't, you know, hey, don't call me after nine o'clock. But then if you call, I pick up. No, I gotta stand on that. And, ex- and I, I don't want to say explain, but it should be an understanding that I'm in a relationship, so that's disrespectful to my mate. That you yep. think it's okay to call me at ten, eleven o'clock at night because. Now my mate trying to figure out what, what you need to talk to me about that you don't need to talk to him about at this time of night. Right. So I think Absolutely. Absolutely. So so in other words, even if the friendships are mutual, it does not give you the green light to be calling all the time or inviting them on your dates and all of that. So it still has to be some boundaries. And there and there are so many relationships that go so many different types of ways. And so I have I know so many married people or people that are together with someone that are not married that have that open type of relationship so they have friends that are not mutual mm-hmm. and um and they they got to pay for it they, gotta, yeah. they have to see me in counseling they have they they have to they have to come um to work or whatever and vent right. to me about how he's jealous or how she's insecure how she's jealous right. or whatever and I'm like hold on you 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 you've got a role to play in this foolishness you know yeah. what i'm saying so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's good all right so I had a relationship where I actually in that relationship uh my spouse had a had two girl best friends and they had all kind of came up together and they formed their own like clique or what have you and so um, at first, I was—I can honestly say I was not okay with it because I'm like, wait, what? Okay, here we go. <laughs> but then to see them together, oh, I think we lost Master Williams. <laughs> I keep going until he pops in. But to see them together and kind of interact with interact together, you can also tell that they were very much—they just—they are homies. Um, one of them, one of the trio, we actually we exchanged numbers. Uh, we all had each other's numbers. But one of us will hang out more than the other uh with one more than the other and so i actually got to see them see them apart from my my spouse at the time right so i understood their relationship i understood who they were you know by themselves i kept a watch 
as you know, as was necessary. Watch and pray. I was able to see that hey, I can trust this person as well. So it kind of worked out for us. For you know, it worked out. It worked itself out. Years later, we found that they actually did have a liking. That was cool. They kept the boundary. They kept the respect. Um, said it didn't mess with neither one of us. So we're having we had open communication kind of across board. So it was appreciated. It doesn't work for everybody. You know, right. it does come with it does come with some maturity mm -hmm. for sure. One really? I would absolutely say mm. having platonic friendships while in a relationship at it requires maturity. Because if you do not and if you are not, then yeah, there always it'll and always some, be something. And some healing because sometimes mm -hmm. we react based off of some traumatic things that we've experienced in the past. So you definitely got to have some maturity and you have to heal from the, the traumatic um, experiences that you've had in the past yes. so that you don't take that into that relationship especially if y'all are going in and being open and honest and communicating what your likes and dislikes are what you know what set you off what don't you know if you're if you're having those conversations then you know you gotta heal first before you do that and if you ain't healed yeah. Yeah. don't do that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but my yeah. first lady, uh, she tapped in and she said, "We don't do that." Okay. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Let it go, first lady. We don't do that. <laughs> she said, "Watch and pray." Okay. Yep. Right. Yes. Watch and pray. Watch mm -hmm. and pray. <laughs> but so there was this was the other boundary um, when it came to those relationships as well. Is though is that our friends? Because um, I also had male friends right but we had this discussion or uh it really wasn't a like a formal discussion but we knew if one was in a relationship with someone else we knew that there was potential right because our relationship you see chemistry even though it was just friendship there is chemistry right and so we didn't want the opposing spouses to feel some type of way so with my male friends we actually just didn't talk to each other when we were in relationships and then when uh the relationships would end or what have you like it, then we'll come back together. Usually, we'll all be single around the same time. So, <laughs> there was that. That's good. And a real friend will respect that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they will not say, you acting funny, you tripping, your girlfriend tripping, or your husband tripping, or whatever. Yeah. A real friend will respect that. So, um, praise God for those yeah. friends. Right? Yes, yeah. I think those are real friends. Like, those are true yeah. friends that you probably shouldn't let go. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> All right, let's keep going. So our next topic is going to be the chase. Yeah. So this question came about um I'm not familiar I'm not sure if y'all are familiar but uh, real talk Kim, she had a post a while back that was saying to women that basically you don't have to chase what's already yours. So uh what are we thinking about the chase, sis? And should we let him know that we're interested in him? And then pastor, sorry. <laughs> no problem, no problem. Ladies first, ladies first. And I open up, my opinion on that was that it's absolutely fine to let the man know that you are interested. Cause in other, we don't want nobody guessing, right? So, hey, I see you, you see me, I like you, I think you're cute. That's my cue, right? You want my number, here it is. Um, I'm usually not that uh, straightforward, but I will let you know, like, I, do, I think you're cute. I think I like you. Um, but not to right away jump into a relationship. I am the person like, hey, you want to go get some coffee? Let's go get something to eat, you know? Um, so, and I'll even offer to pay sometimes because I am also that person. Now, I have not always done that one. And two, men usually decline that. 
but because it's like, hey, I don't mind doing this and let you know that there's no um, there's no commitment. The only thing I'm asking you to do is for your time. If you give me your time, we'll figure everything else out, you know, but let the man know y'all like him. Don't, don't be shy about that. I'm <laughs> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had no beef for that, but I'm not going to chase you. Amen. Amen. I will not chase you. I used to be, and I think I said this to Jackie when we were talking the other day, I used to be the total opposite. I was like, absolutely not. He must tell me that he is interested in me. I am not opening my mouth. And my friend Tamara, we were out for lunch one day, and um, I got God and therapy, okay? I see a therapist. <laughs> I got God and therapist, a therapy. But um, so we, um, we were out for lunch one day, and it happened to fall after my therapy session. And I was talking to my therapist and my therapist was like, well, why don't you tell him that you're interested? And I was like, absolutely not. Like I am the woman and he must tell me and I'm not doing it. <laughs> and so he dared me. And anybody who knows me knows if you dare me to do something, I'm going to do it because I don't like for you to dare me. And I'm also competitive. So, uh -huh. so it's bitter and it was me. <laughs> so I was talking to my friend Tam and I was telling her. And so she was saying, because I still was griping about it, like, oh my God, like I shouldn't have to do this. And my friend Tam was like, but Christina, it's okay to tell the guy that you're interested. It's after you have allowed him to know that there is, like, you are open and willing to go to coffee, go get coffee, go for lunch, go for dinner, whatever, then he can just, you know, then he knows so that he can keep coming and, you know, not chase, but, you know, show that he's interested and we can try to see where this goes. And I sat there at the table and I was like, I guess you're right. So I slid in the DM. <laughs> I, slid in, I slid in the DM. One, yeah. my therapist was not going to have one up on me. That was just one, uh -huh. that was one reason. Uh -huh. But then two, like, I did have to break that down because my friend was actually right. Like, how would he know shared that I was interested as well, you know? Because, I mean, he could have slid too, but he could have been just like me. Like, oh, I ain't going to slide because she might be dating, you know? So... <laughs> So I did it. So I, I am now on the, it's okay to tell him, sis. <laughs> I'm on the, it's okay to tell him team. It's okay to tell him. I'm going to throw mine out there and then we're going to let, we're going to let Pastor come in <laughs> and clarify, okay? So I am the polar opposite of Christina's journey. <laughs> I was like, oh, I like him. And I will always approach the person because I had a mindset of what I want, I'm going to get. And I realized that I was standing in my own way. So now I have to, because like I said, I'm that type of person that I want instant relationship. I want instant, I want it to happen right away. And so when and I approach a person and I asked them out or let's go, you know, kick it or whatever. And then they not feeling me. I was starting to get my feelings hurt. So now it has reversed for me where I'm just, you know, going to take a back burner. And I feel like whoever is meant for me will come to me. So, Pastor, what are your thoughts? My, you know, <laughs> where do I start, right? So um, in no particular order, the first thing I will say is I would recommend men and suggest you give a sign a signal a clue a hint to that man um, that you are interested because the truth is most men 
are afraid of rejection, period. So they may be interested, but too scared um, to ask. And then the ones they are, you know, bold and courageous enough to ask, they've settled for because they think they can get them, but they could have possibly done better for themselves had they had a little more confidence. You know what I'm saying? So I and you already know, you ladies already know, you all are wise ladies, so I already know, you know, men aren't good on picking up on the little hints that you do give them. You know what I'm saying? And that's why, right? <laughs> and that's why when y'all had a, a boo and whatever, or if you have one now, you will tell your man, she like you. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Y'all radar, y'all senses is up there. Mm -hmm. So since y'all senses is up there and ours are not, it is very important for you all to send clues, signs, and signals to that fella that you're interested. Because the truth is the majority, I will say this, um, I might get in trouble, but the majority of men who are super confident and gonna holler at you, it's gonna holler at everybody. Yeah. The same way they hollering at you. So it's those shy ones that's the loyal ones oftentimes, you know what I'm saying? Now, of course, there's some shy snakes in the grass too now, you know, but, but for the most part, so I don't want you all to miss your blessing by not speaking up for yourselves. And then biblically speaking, all the marriages were arranged in the first place. So even when we hear that scripture, he that finds a wife finds a good thing. He ain't find nobody. The marriage <laughs> okay. Mama and daddy found your boo. Matter of fact, they found your mate based on their adult friendships. They found your future husband based on your adult friendships. So culturally speaking, in that background and time, you they would have found your mate in kindergarten, in, in preschool, in elementary school. They already know, I trust this family. They come from good stock. You're going to get with my best friend's uh, son. You're going to get with my best friend's daughter. And that's how that went. So, And then just another example, Everybody say, I'm waiting on my Boaz. Well, Ruth didn't wait on Boaz. She went after him first. Mm -hmm. oh. You know what I'm saying? So while we waiting on Boaz, there, Ruth didn't wait on him. She went first. She went first. She met him while he was laying down. Y'all didn't read that part. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. Uh -huh. so, 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 so biblically speaking, it is okay for you to go after um, who you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't have to be ashamed. They don't mean be thirsty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you don't have to be ashamed. There's a difference. Yeah. And I what, what, can we say there's a question? What does thirst look like to men? <laughs> yeah. What, no, no, what, 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 can we insert that? What does thirst look like to men? Where, what's his name? Where does he go? Mr. Daniel? Right. Well, that's good. Well, it, it, it looks the same, basically. Yeah. Um, if you if you left a text message and he don't respond, don't text him again. Mm. Don't. He, he saw it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's disrespectful. <laughs> you also got to know your worth at the same time mm. that you're interested. Mm. You, you also got to know your value. Because if you are responding five times to his one message, that ain't cool. Yeah. He not interested. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If If... All your text messages is this long and his is this long, he's not interested. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you are pursuing him more than he's pursuing you, that's a sign and signal for you. You got to back up. You know what I'm saying? Either you setting yourself up to be in the friend zone or you setting yourself up to be a side piece or... Mm. 
or yeah. you setting yourself up to have to pursue this man um and you don't want to do that because if you start off chasing them you're going Oh, exactly. Keep chasing them. Them. Keep chasing them. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's good. Thank you. So is that like right away? Like, okay, he's sending you a little message and then you're like, okay, I'ma stop. Or do you send another message maybe three times and you're out? Like, would you put a timestamp on it? But the thing thing about it is but that's where that friend zone piece comes in you know if, mm-hmm. if it's not initial chemistry you can't force it you, you can't force you can force chemistry just because you are physically attracted um to them or just because they are attracted to you on any level don't mean you can force it still got it uh, and and some relationships do start off slow you know what i'm saying and then they jump off later but um but you know yeah, yeah. It's usually, yeah, you know right away. You know I was just gonna say, usually you know, and I think for us as we know, we know when we being rejected or we're being ignored. We know, so follow, yeah. follow, follow it, because you know, follow him. I'll say it like that, because it could be the Holy Spirit <laughs> telling you follow him. <laughs> and. And, and the truth is, that's, that goes back to my initial statement about kindness, because if, if you text someone and they don't text you back, that's not kind. So oh. you got to say you got to say to yourself that I can't be attracted to you because you're not kind. And I'm not going to put up with somebody who is not kind. You hear me? Even if they don't say nothing, I'm at work right now. Let me hit you back. They still got to hit you back. If they don't hit you back, that's rude. If you, if you call them and they text you back, that's rude. Mm. You hear me? <laughs> I called you. What are you doing texting me? That ain't cool. And you're not at work. You know what I'm saying? And you're not in church. You know what I'm saying? So uh, not in church. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Yes. That is true. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's the chase. That's the chase. Thank you for tuning into the Saved Girl Podcast. We pray something was shared that encourages you uplifts you and enables you to continue to live life the saved way. Until next time, be blessed.